Welcome to Something Real. Today we're doing something different, but still real. <laughs> Last week we talked a little bit about the gospel and its centralness to the Christian faith. In today's episode, we're going to have kind of a Q&A session uh, with some questions I personally had, and I, I hope I'm not the only one out there that had those questions, uh, diving a little deeper into the gospel and and how we broke it down last week, and what that really means, and, and how we can continue to use it in our everyday life. So here's the conversation with Rich. Hello, Rich. Hey there. How's it going? Uh, it's all right. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. We're doing this a little differently today. I will admit that this is, what, the, the third time we've tried to record this episode? <laughs> <laughs> And now I'm sitting in a snow-covered Kentucky hotel room down here, so it's an interesting, very, very Johnny Cash of you. Spring break. <laughs> yeah, it's not much of a spring, is it? <laughs> right. Um, well, I just explained in the intro that this episode is a little bit different um, in a couple ways, obviously. Um, one being that we're kind of going to switch gears here for for now and. Uh, have kind of a Q&A episode following up uh, last week's episode about the gospel and, and what it really means. And uh, hopefully uh, this will trigger questions from other people. And I'll explain more about that and how uh, people can send in their own questions after after we get through here. But um, I know that I had a few questions regarding uh, what we talked about last week. And I think my, my biggest one was when you broke down the, uh, the <clears throat> Dare to Share Ministries uh, how they break down the gospel. Um, and, you know, I think as, as people in general, we have a tendency to uh, like things like that, like mnemonic devices that help us remember things. But it's very easy to pick one or two things to focus on and say we're doing right. a good job. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess my, my question was with that, is there is there something about you know, breaking down that word gospel that you would say you can do one thing without the other or is one more important than another, or is it really more about the big overall encompassing picture? Well, you're so right about the, the idea of, you know, we want to pick and choose and then we'll measure ourselves against a, a certain part of something. And, and that's what religion really does, you know, as a, as it, at its core, uh, religion, basically means to, to bind back behavior. And so as we're um, going through life, trying to, to have this connection with God uh, or, or trying to just figure out life, uh, it's natural. You know, the folks who are outside of, of the Christian faith would talk about, you know, especially atheists talk about uh, man-made religion and so on. But really that's what we're talking about is, is coming up with um, our, preferences our our favorites our little pet beliefs and then we measured against that and and folks within uh church world within christendom if you will uh like to to do that same kind of thing and it's not good it's not right it's not healthy but we'll pick and choose our favorite parts of it and so some folks will really right. emphasize grace and some folks will really emphasize right living and some folks will really emphasize uh the cross and some folks will really emphasize the resurrection or or the law, or or end times things, but really it is like you said. It's a whole picture. God, God is is writing our story uh, from beginning to end. And and when we look at the Bible, that's what we're seeing is one grand story arc of reality from the very beginning to the very end. And God is is the the main character, if you will, 
all the way through the whole thing. And so when God created the, the universe and created humanity for a relationship with him, um, that was by design. It was something that he was planning. And when uh, we broke the system, that wasn't a surprise to God. It wasn't an accident uh, that you know, it's like, oh, no, now what am I going to do? I got to come up with plan B. This was all part of this overarching story uh, that has never been a surprise to God. And so right away in, in the very beginning, he promises that, that the Messiah would come and uh, that victory would be had and freedom would be ours, uh, that we'd be free from this curse uh, that comes right at, at the outset. But you mentioned the, the idea of um, you know, taking uh, something like the gospel uh, acronym and uh, how do we how do we apply that? You know, do we, is it just the one letter, you know, and, and so on and so forth. Right. Um, and I think it's probably pretty important for us to, to point out or to remind folks um, right here that this is not, uh, no acronym is the inspired word of God. No, no uh, gospel tract, whether it's this or the four spiritual laws from, from Bill Bright's uh, time or, or whatever format folks might use to communicate it or, or to remember it. Um, that's not in itself the gospel. That's just a tool for communicating the gospel. And while Greg Steer and Dare to Share came up with a, a really, I think, a really good format that I've found to be very useful over the last many years, um, that's not the point. The point is Jesus to get to this uh, relationship with him that is not um, just checking off boxes and it's not choosing my pet beliefs it's engaging with the real god who really is the way he really is so in in looking at how this lays out you know it's crucial for us to recognize that we do need the entire package of scripture not just the new testament not just the old testament not just the gospels not just paul's writings all of it together that just sort of envelops all of life. And you've heard me say many times that, that what faith really is, is simply aligning our thoughts with reality. When, when we get lined up in our thinking, in our, in our belief with what actually is the way God designed the world to work, that's real faith. That's when we start to believe the things that we can't yet see. And so looking at the gospel, that's what we're talking about. God, you know, writes this story from the very beginning in Genesis uh, chapter one and two, we see God creating. And uh, I happened to be in Kentucky at the creation museum and the Ark encounter and seeing some phenomenal uh, displays of how creation science actually supports this. Uh, I, I saw your picture in front of dinosaur. <laughs> oh man. You know, I don't want to get sidetracked and you know, I do that, but it, it's phenomenal to watch how even in a, in a place where uh, Dr. Ken Ham is kind of the, the brainchild behind all the, or the, the, the mastermind behind all this stuff. Um, <clears throat> I haven't had breakfast yet, so my mind's not, <laughs> working right. but uh, to, to see how this is laid out is exactly what we're talking about. Showing creation, not just in itself, not a compartmentalized thing, but as part of what God is doing all the way through. And so as you go through this, 
even in the Ark Encounter, which is specifically focused on events related uh, to the Great Flood. And, right. and as you look at it, it's all tied up in the gospel, pointing to Christ and, and the consummation that will come yet future to us. It's really awesome to see that God's plan has always been consistent. So anyway, going back to to the the acronym and and the laying out of the gospel, you know, some folks will use the Romans Road, which you know I've used a number of times myself. I think these are tremendous uh, opportunities to to sort of take the cliff's notes of Scripture and draw it together. But if we leave out the rest, then we're doing ourselves and everyone else a disservice because we're not aligning with the fullness of God's reality. That's so, often easier to do. <laughs> it, it really is. And so that's one of the reasons that religion is in many ways more appealing and easier than a relationship with Christ. Sure. In religion, I can, I can check these boxes. And if I do this and if I do that, and if I do this other thing, then I know that I've achieved what I'm trying to do. But the gospel of Jesus Christ is just the opposite. It's saying I can't achieve those things. No matter what I do, no matter how religious, no matter how good I am, I can't undo the stain of my sin that separates me from the God who created me specifically to be in a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And if my purpose for being here is to bring glory to God by a, an intimacy with him, uh, as John Piper uh, loves to say, uh, God is most glorified in me when I'm most satisfied in him. If that's my purpose for being here and my sin permanently and irreparably separates me from him, and I keep on trying to, to you know, check off boxes to, to fix that, and I realize I can't. There is just no scenario where I can ever cover this over or I can, can remove this stain of sin in such a way that I can stand by my merits before a holy God. Then I'm lost. I, I have nothing left unless this God reaches down to me as he did in Jesus Christ. And, and that's really the, the crux of it. In the center of the gospel, we see that paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. He came and became sin for me, according to 2 Corinthians 5.21. He who knew no sin became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God. This is the, the amazing cosmic trade, if I can use that term, that takes place my sin on his shoulders, his glory then becomes mine. Uh, John one twelve says that to as many as receive him, to them he gives the right to become children of God. And that means, as Paul writes, that I become co-heir with Christ. Everything that's spiritually true of Christ becomes spiritually true of me because I'm in Christ. So that is something that only happens when I receive him, when I choose to trust so repentance is a part of this, but repentance always involves a decision. I can't repent by accident. So I have to make a choice to turn from my way to his way. And everyone who trusts in Christ, it places my whole hope in him, like jumping from a plane with a parachute. I'm putting all of my hope and trust in that parachute. It's this parachute saves me or I'm splattered on the ground and there is no in between. We were ziplining yesterday and, and uh, did a free fall from a tower. And that w- image was in my mind that, man, if this doesn't work, if this gear, if this equipment doesn't work, I have no other hope. Because contrary to all of my childhood dreams, 
I do not have the power <laughs> to lie. And that's how the gospel is. If it isn't Jesus as our parachute, if his death and resurrection doesn't save and deliver us, we have no hope. There is nothing else. But because he does, because it's true, everyone who trusts in him has this life that starts now, a new life in us. The Holy Spirit of God entering us as believers, dwelling in us so that our body is literally in that sense a temple of the living God. The place where God manifests himself, the place where we worship in our daily lives because the the spirit of Christ is in us. And that empowers us to live under his resurrection power, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave, as the song says, that same power is alive in us today. And that carries us beyond this life into into an eternal life with Christ. And we all know John 3.16, that that beautiful, wonderful verse. Max Lucado uh, referred to that as perhaps the most central verse of the entire Bible, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him doesn't perish, doesn't die, isn't separated from God anymore, but has eternal, everlasting life. And God is going to consummate his plan in a new heavens, a new earth, and there will be a full resurrection that Paul talks about in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 15. It's the, the heart of the gospel is this resurrection. And that's what we're looking forward to. And that's the key, is that all of this ties together. It's all one, one world, one creation, one story by one creator with one answer for our problems, one answer for our sin. And that's our Savior, Jesus Christ, who is God in the flesh, who died for us, rose from the grave, ascended into heaven, and is alive today, reigning with Christ. And Paul says in Ephesians that we're seated with him. Actually, says in Colossians 3, we're, we're, we're seated with him. We're, we're raised to a new life in him. And so now it makes sense for us to stop setting our eyes on earthly things, but to set our eyes on things above, to set our, our minds and our hearts on things above. That's where we belong because we're seated with him in the heavenlies in Ephesians. So it's, it's, it's more about just getting it all in <laughs> and then it'll come out. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really a key thing. When, when Paul talks in Philippians about, you know, working out our salvation, what he's describing here is working out what God is working in. Right. When we get into this relationship and the spirit of God is in us as uh as he writes to the Roman church in Romans uh, 12 two, then we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. We fill our mind and heart with scripture and the Holy spirit in us then changes everything about us from the inside out. All right. So, so what you're saying is a lot more questions, right? So what you're saying is it's not supposed to be easy. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's, It's not supposed to be easy because it's a relationship and relationships sure. are never easy, but it is simple. It's right. as, as, as simple as trusting him, not trying to, to figure out some complex uh, religious formula, but trusting him with our whole lives. And when we do that, we become his children. And as any kid can tell you, growing up is hard to do. <laughs> so is breaking up right here. Apparently so. <laughs> All right, Jimmy Dugan. Well, I think you answered my question. (laughs) 
Uh, so yeah, this I will talk in the outro about how uh, other people can can chime in and with their thoughts and future questions. But uh, thank you for your time today, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your time in Kentucky. Hey, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate you uh, putting this podcast together, and I think we should do it again. I'll see you next week. <laughs> All right, Rich. Take care. Thank you. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope they answered some of your questions. And if you do have more questions, the cool thing is uh, you can download the app called Anchor, where we record our podcasts, and actually leave us a voice message with your question. We'll implement that into a future podcast and and hopefully get you some answers. You can also send us an email, which I'll include in the uh, episode description, if you'd rather do that. We'll see you next time.